The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan, and it's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So get in on the action of every game with just a touch of a button on your mobile device, and new customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets. If your team wins, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the HUGE show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the HUGE show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your HUGE opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the HUGE one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number three on a Monday broadcast on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 fabulous stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. In studio this hour, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. He's out of Hudsonville, Michigan, played at Western. Uh, he joins us every once in a while in studio to talk about the Tigers' And the major leagues, we'll get to his opinion on that. Great pitching performance over the weekend against the Orioles, but horrible hitting. And Rodriguez uh, looking like one of the best pitchers this side of Shohei Otani. So uh, we'll talk baseball uh, with JV in a moment. If you have a baseball comment or question, uh, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line, one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. I was talking with JV before the hour started, looking at Rodriguez, had the perfect game, was rolling, thinking, hey, this is going to be a nice close to the series against Baltimore. And instead, uh, the Tigers lose 2-1-10. and uh, Had seven hits, stranded runners, couldn't get anything going, and... You know, this past weekend, Johnny, uh, you're starting to see young hitters where opposing teams scout you. They understand your weaknesses. They start working it. How do you adjust? Because if you would have said the Tigers are going to get this pitch, and I would think they uh, would have won the series. You're right. Correct. I, I mean, Rodriguez is the man right now. I mean, the way he's the way he's dealt his last two is awesome. Hopefully he continues and the Tigers can deal him in July. But I am still like the hitting on this club. But, again, we've talked about it. They're young. They've had a little bit of success. Now when you have a little bit of success, what does the other team do? They change the book on you. They start pitching you different to see if you can hit different pitches and different sequences. That's starting to happen now. You've got a lineup full of young kids who really haven't gone through this type of uh, 
of somebody really dissecting what you do. So they're going through it. Uh, hopefully they can get through it and and strive and be and be good. But uh, it's a it's a very very tough time for them. Hey, what what is the book? Because you you played the major leagues in many stops and uh, along the way time with Jeter and Bonds, Jeter in New York, Bonds and San Francisco Pirates, Padres. Uh, we'll talk about a story involving the Padres and how to break a losing streak uh, in a few moments when a team's struggling or with the Pirates. With the Pirates. Yeah. Oh, oh, excuse me. Okay, Mr. Major. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. I don't have all. I forgot. I didn't list your Padres. I got to keep your, your uh, Major League uh, yeah, Baseball I missed a, We had a homecoming there last week. I was invited to go to the 98 uh, NL champion thing. I had to do my Forest Hill Central Rangers stuff. I didn't go. But uh, Really? You yeah. were invited? Yeah, they had a big celebration uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of so last golf week. Golf tournament, everything. Right? Yeah, they had a little bit of things going on, but you know, I I'm here coaching our kids, and, uh, and yeah. to be honest with you, it's tough to go coast to coast and do stuff, and then you Come lose back, those you times. Lose two days. Oh, You're just, getting old. I am. Yeah, I am. I'm getting old. old. You're just old. You turn it down. Padres. I lose want it my down. chain of thought every seven minutes. Padres you know? going to supply the hotel room. The oh, they had everything. everything. Yep, everything's everything was there, and you but, turned it down. Well, I had. Why the, did I you had the send kids. me as John? I could have. <laughs> I could have. It probably wouldn't have made a difference. Hey, Mandy, you look Mandy, good. What's man. happening, Mandy? You threw out about thirty. What's going on, but man? You look good. <laughs> 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 that would have been awesome. Like a Trevor. I remember you well, used to you, buy. You Trevor sound like you've got a radio seven, show now. You said, Trevor, remember when you used to buy the $7,000 dinners on Sunday night? Yeah. I mean, thanks, Trev. I, I go, oh, hold on. It's the, it's the Legends game. <laughs> hey, oh John, I didn't know you hit right handed. <laughs> <laughs> He can't touch. Uh, he can't touch an Ephus pitch. Uh, what happened to Vanderwall? Did he have a stroke? Yeah. Oh. Sometimes I feel like it. You know. No, that would have been that would have been fun to show up. Because <laughs> who was on that? No, team? I just lost my train of thought. Who See, was it was on, less than seven minutes. Who was who was on that team? Hoffman, uh, Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, right? Hoffy, Vaughn, Finley, Arky, C, and Fracco, uh, Sterling Hitchcock. A great team, great team members. We have a big we have a big uh, Twitter, not Twitter. Uh, Text chat, yeah, text thing. There you go. So we all keep in touch. What well, Vaughn was that? Greg Vaughn? Yeah, yeah. My, so, my brother played. We came in when he was young with the Brewers, and who else? So was it Steve Brownie? Finley? Steve Finley? Yep. Oh wow, Brownie was Kevin Brown's pitching for us. Oh, we Kevin had, Brown. Yeah. yeah, that was a good team. Yeah. What did you guys do in the World Series? Got swept. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, quick, there we were up seven to two. Who would you play in the night? We played here? the Yankees. So we were up seven to two. Kicking them all over the field, and then the home plate umpire suddenly didn't want to call balls and strikes anymore. It was just ball, ball, ball. And then bases loaded, bases loaded, granny ties the game. Who had it for the Yankees? Uh, First baseman, Martinez? uh, Tito. Tito Martinez. 7-7, 7-7, seven, seven, they go on and beat us. I don't Isn't know, it amazing whatever. how umpires just can call arbitrarily balls and strikes? Oh, it's 2-2 two, two, right down Grand Central Station I'm telling and called you, it a ball. And I'm like, I'm for what? the electronic umpire. I am. So I'm for the umpire that they're right next to the pitch clock. There are three red little red lights, three or four green lights, right? And electronically, the pitch is called a ball or strike. Just like we see on the pitch tracks on Bally Sports Detroit or you see it on Fox. Why not? Why, why, why let them have uh, different strike zones for their visual, for their size, their height, when they don't like a team, when they don't like a batter, when they don't like a manager? 
No, have a consistent strike zone. Yeah, I before against I, that. I don't know. I always liked when umpires would mess up, and then the manager would come out there and scream at him and get kicked out. And it just brought something to the game that the umpires are are human and they make mistakes. So, how many? All right, on the note of me wanting electronic strike zone, and you're a former major leaguer and you know more about baseball than I do. What are the pros on have an electronic strike zone? And you mentioned that hey, the umpires make a mistakes. What are the cons? Yeah, well, it, t- it just takes the human element out of the game, and I think baseball has a lot of human element in that, that you need. You need umpires making a horrible call and, uh, and not being able to overturn it, and you need the crowd you know, getting on. You them, need right? Billy yeah. Martin coming out there kicking dirt on him and Luke throwing. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there was just something about that. You don't see that stuff anymore. You don't. You don't very rarely see anyone get kicked out, or you don't see arguments. You don't see anything. You don't see baseball. They go to replay now. Yeah. You know, you don't. You see guys, you know, shooting bow and arrow. And I saw a three and a half minute uh, home run trot by somebody from Miami the other day, and it looked like something out of a movie. You know, now it's a neck ball. Remember we talked neck, yeah, ball. neck I balls. I mean, but yeah. so the teams don't control, don't police the game anymore. There's a lot of things that I don't like. I tell you, the speed, the, the clock. I love that stuff, but there's just some things about the human element that are gone and will never be back. Because Do you think? Uh, Home plate umpires, when they're working from a crew, when they're working home plate, do you believe that they have grudges against players and managers or teams, and or all three? Yes. Absolutely. That's not fair. No. No, it's not, but it's part of life. Okay. Well, thank you, Socrates. Yeah, I mean. uh, John Vanderwall. You know, sometimes you pay your monthly bills and you go in and try to check into a place and... They don't have you there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so how many you know, umpires did you have issues with that you knew they didn't like you? Nah, none, really. You weren't too, you really, you kind of just, you were professional. You went about it. Yeah, I, I, I got kicked out a couple games. You know, I got kicked out of one game in Milwaukee when I got came up pinch hit and three pitch strikeout and two of them were balls and... I was saying some bad words that my son and daughter heard right behind. I was all over, and I forgot his name. But he goes, you're gone. I said, I don't care. And I was, you know, sometimes I like to, you know, use some language that isn't necessarily appropriate. But, uh, you know, the next day we were laughing about it. So most of the umpires are really, really good about it. Uh, back back when I played, you know, you had guys that uh, – they would get into it a little bit, but the next day it was different. You went on and, and you moved on. But my, there were some up there. My, my like. favorite brother Bob story is he's at Double A Tulsa with, with the Rangers, and a guy had called him out on the base pass on a big play where he beat out the infield hit, but the guy just was, you know, they they anticipate a call rather than make the actual call. He called him out like to end the game, where a run would have scored and tied it and. He was mad. He didn't get thrown out then, but the guy rotated, or however it was, was at at a home plate later in the series, whether it was the next game or a couple games. So I go to the game, and I settle in, grabbing a beer, dog, you know, get tickets for my brother, and he's batting third, Big Bob, you know, 6'3", like 240, and... He goes up to the plate, and you see him start jawing with the guy. And the guy, before a pitch, throws Bobby out of the game. Oh, yeah. Before a pitch. And then, so, instead of the crowds going crazy, and Bobby's walking back, and again, you know, we kind of have an open, honest relationship. I'm like, I drove 90 miles. 90 miles from Oklahoma City to watch you get thrown out 
before you take a swing. You're you're down. Here I am talking, my brother. Oh my! Because he and he, he, I asked him afterwards. We went out to eat, and I go. So what's the what's the trigger point? He says, "You can swear, but you can't swear at the umpire." So you can say, um, "That's BS." Uh, that well, that's a, a bleep call. But if you say "your" or you are. Right? You are a. You, you make it personal. <laughs> that's when they toss guys. Right? Yeah, yeah, and th- there is a movie that's there's a word that you don't really say and you will get tossed, and that is true. Yeah, but because you, you, you I have at them, somebody that right. You before. can swear, but you can't swear at them. Yeah, but you once you swear at them, they know you're gone. You're done. You're yeah, done. You five hundred dollars. So how many games you get thrown out of in your career? Two, three, maybe. Man, you you were a pro, consummate pro. Uh, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio. On this Monday broadcast, final hour of the show, if you have a baseball comment or question, uh, you can voice it on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Uh, back to the book, because you've scouted. Uh, mm-hmm. When you were done playing, you've been a, uh, an advanced scout. You've scouted minors, all this. W- what's in a book on a player? So when we hear this, whether it's somebody watching the Whitecaps lug nuts or Loons in the high A Midwest League in the state or watching the Tigers. What is a book on a player? So a book on a player is what he what he can hit and what he can't hit. So I'm going to give you just a little lesson here. Four, there's four quadrants in the plate I like to go. I like to say there's four. If you want to be a good big league hitter, you better be able to control three of the four. So what, what are the four quadrants? Well, you got, you got the in, uh, middle in, middle, middle. So... You can go that way on each side of the play. Right. So there, you've got you, you've got your quadrants. You've got you, you should have you should be able to control. You should be able to either be able to control the inside part of the plate or the outside part of the plate. You have to be able to control one of those, or you will never make it. And then you've got to be able to cover the white of the plate. That's why I start laughing. I, I watch I watch baseball. He's just looking for his pitch. He gets his pitch and he's got to put it in play. Well, you know what his pitch is? The whole white of the plate. It's not just a little zone. You got to control. You got to control the white of the plate. Either be able to put it in play, or at least follow it off to get another one. Absolutely. Right. Now you want to say in a zone, then you're going to go low, low or high. Are you a high ball hitter or are you a low ball hitter? Okay, we can go that way. But he's looking for that one pitch. I, I just it, it drives me nuts. And my my wife probably is, goes, Luke, and you say it all the time. I say, I know I say it all the time, but I'm 56 years old and I'm losing my mind listening to these guys talk. So. But you have to be able to control that. Now, what happens is, is guys get hot, and when you're hot and you're in a rhythm, there's a, there's there's a couple places that you're just going to mash the ball. So what the opposing team does is they try to keep it out of that zone. The other thing is, are you a good fastball hitter? Are you a good breaking ball hitter? Are you a Crips hitter? What's that? Crips hitter is like you get a two zero. Fastball, or you, you, you know, you're you're always ahead in the cow. Two crips, so they always, you know, what do you do? You look fastball? Do you look you look curveball? How bloods, do you hit? Are bloods people who hit O two pitches? No, oh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> anyway, so this book this book becomes you, and every pitching coach, and now you have probably more than just the pitching coach. You have these teams go in now, and they and they're looking at every hitter. They're looking at counts, looking at where the ball is, looking at this, your success and failure at different places. So 
if you're having a great series, which I haven't seen a Tiger hitter have, McKinstry, I think, has, has hit some balls. But now, now they're going to start pitching him different to see if he can if he can react and, and if and if he can do something with it. Um, so now that you just say you're successful right now, now that somebody's going to pitch you differently and try to get you off of that success. And then if they're successful at getting you off of it, then the next team says, oh, this is how they pitched him. We're going to try to pitch him the same way. And it, and it becomes a game, and it's a game. It's a year-long game. It is a year-long and game. And it involves video now, too, right? The pit, are the pitchers given uh, at-bats in the series or previous series? Yeah, we were given on? that when I was playing. We had all that stuff, too. Lord it, knows where it's at today, yeah. right? But I mean, we did the exact the same thing. It's just that the technology is a little better. We did, we did the exact same. So you can go look at while the game's going on, you, and guys will go look at their swings. Oh right? yeah, we, we could do like the, that. Right? I, I don't like that, but we could do that when I was playing as well. Are pitchers looking at what hitters did uh, previously, like in game? Are they yep. looking at the first time around in the lineup if they scored three runs, what that pitcher did wrong, right? Yep. And if, if he's still in the game, he's looking where he needs to go. Right. So how, how many? Uh, so when the day begins, and someone's and they're meeting with the pitchers, how, how does that work? Do they go over hitters? Do they go over the lineup? Yep, you go uh, over the lineup. So you sit the there. entire pitching, st- uh, all the pitchers. No, just, well, we have a we usually have a main meeting your first day in, like the Tigers in Milwaukee. This is how they used to do it. I don't know if they do it anymore, but you come in and you have a you have a team meeting and you go over everybody about the series. Yes, and then if you're playing. That day, if you're a starter, then you will have another meeting about how they're going to pitch these players based based on. And what is AJ been doing. running the meeting, or is that hitting coaches? Well, oh, I'm sure coaches? AJ runs everything. Right, I mean, yeah. He's Type A. I'm sure he's got his. He's running and with the mallet, pop, 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 he's running everything. So I'm sure he is. Um, but you go over every hitter, and then uh, as and you'll have a hitter hitters meeting, and you'll go over. Basically, you go over the relievers, and you go over the starter of that, that that day, but you go over the relievers, what's their strength, what's their weakness. So it's a game. It's a game within a game. It's a, it's cool. It's fun. Uh, and you better be ready to adjust, because if you can't adjust, you will not stay in this game. And teams are sending advanced scouts for the next series or going to the previous series. Is that still something that happens? As a couple of years ago, yes, they were still doing it. There were some teams that were that got away from it because of technology. They could get all the at bats and stuff, right? Yeah, but then they started losing the, these, these these little nuances that that you could get when only if you're at the ballpark. So uh, there's still a lot of I believe there's still a lot of teams that are still have advanced. So scouts. what are those nuances in person that someone could see not on video on a hitter or a pitcher? Um, you know where he's setting up in the box. You know what's his routine? Are they taking that away too with the clock now? Um, just you can talk to the manager, the opposing manager, and they'll tell you something. Hey, we got this. I mean, because usually you they used to know when you played and the big leaguers were still around being coaches that you knew a lot of guys and that if they didn't like someone on the other team or they you know you they want you to beat that team, they'll give you. I mean, I had it when I was advanced. I'm not say who, where, when, but they. They gave me everything they had on everybody. Well, you're doing events for the Padres, right? Yeah, yeah I was doing it for the Padres when you're, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, here's, here's everything because they, they needed us to win. So there's a lot of games within the game yes. going on that most fans never see or hear about. Yes, absolutely. What we're talking about. Absolutely. And these kids are going through it right now. And you do. You have a bunch of – they might be 25, 26 years old, but they are kids and they are learning. And, and this – 
This is why I say you need to go and they have to have minor league at bats. This is why you've got to be seasoned to play this game because it, it just there's so many things that go on and mentally you have to be prepared to be able to get yourself through this stuff. Now these kids are going through, which a lot of them had a lot of minor league experience, but you've got to stick with them again till Memorial Day. We got to stick with them to see if they can actually get through the process. If they can't can't get through the process, then you got to get them out of there and get someone else in. Yeah, because I'm looking at the uh, through the Baltimore series. The latest numbers the Tigers don't have a hitter hitting over 258. I did. I saw that too. And I'm going, man, I like their hitting. Boy, that looks good on me, doesn't it? Yeah, I like well, the swing. I missed it. But I still do. I still like their approaches. They haven't had, and to be fair, there were some at bats yesterday that they hit the ball pretty well right at people with runners in scoring position. There's nothing you can do. You can do everything right in this game and still fail. And that's the one problem with baseball. Should outs be clarified? I know an outs and out. You get three in inning. But, you know, in this world of analytics, Shouldn't it be like line drive? Well, out? they do it already with do Torkelson, they really? yeah, because they, they they want to cover him all the time, and I think that's that's bothers me too. Is like last year, oh, he's got such a great eye, he's that he he can do this and that, and now it's oh, his exit velocity is a hundred. Well, I mean, I I could go over four and I could hit you know three three balls at ninety eight and say I didn't get them. I it just. So I so they are protecting a lot of these guys. I'm looking at the scoreboard like the. Uh, Home opener for the Tigers against the Red Sox when I was there with some winners, and we're sitting right behind the Boston dugout, great seats, right? And I'm looking at the board, and I see now all these numbers. Exit velocity, pitcher, uh, there's like these numbers that pop up, and I have no clue what they are. Are they doing that for the analytical fans who go to the game? Or is it it for the teams to see it? I think it's for the fans. I think it's the players want to see it. They want to see the pitch velo and their exit velocity. I think they'd like to see it. I, I What's just the don't one think I saw on the scoreboard that was like high, low, and they had like three numbers. It'd be like four, or it could be four numbers, like 14.83 high, three low, like yeah, for no, pitcher. No comprende for me. And there's some hey, I, stuff I'm like, I don't. what is this? I go, come on, man. Well, you know, how about, how about they give the, the, the lineup before the game and they don't do average anymore, they do OBS, uh, you know, on base percentage, whatever they, and I'm like, why are you doing? You think that? is that trying to make it look better? Well, yes, I think they are because the averages are so low that they want to. You know, here I'm. It's clicking now. Ding. Tigers right now on the Pro Bowlers that tour they want, would be like world champions. You're seeing an on base percentage of like 580. You go, oh man, that's pretty good. Well, so the, the, the the norm was like 770 or something, and I'm going. They're just they're they're get you know they're just trying to protect their guys. Yeah. So Rogers, it, you know, Sharon with Haas, he's hitting. 258, Haas 250. You'll take that for catchers. And if you're platooning and sharing, and Haas every once in a while will bump out to left field where he doesn't look comfortable. Uh, McKinstry, you mentioned, kind of got his numbers up. He's hitting 256. Whoopee. Uh, you have Riley Green at 235. Vierling leveled off at 233, but do at 222. I mean, I'm telling you, uh, for the Michigan High School Athletic Association bowling championships, these guys are all they're there getting rings. They're getting free Wendy's. Carpenter Carpenter is hitting two eighteen. Torque two sixteen. Bias two oh three, and that's actually on the uptick uh, with Bias. You know he's over the Mendoza line at two oh three. Miguel mm, one eighty nine. Uh, that bat looks. He just he is old. No comprende. It's bad. It's it not just good. I. It's, it's know, caught up with him. It, it has. And at some it, point, it does he bump like, on the, the, the DL or the injured list? And I don't know. He's got uh, all these celebrations, Sunday celebrations. and that, gave you know, him a the, brick. 
one of the original bricks of the stadium in Baltimore. Ooh, that was great. That's mm-hmm. really high, high priced. You got a brick. I think they had to think about that night before. Down huh? at Home Depot. Let's go get him a brick. Let's get him a brick. <laughs> But let's get him a brick. I, I, he looks like he's taking in stride. He's he's laughing. He's, he's having, having funny fun. noses last year, right? You know, he's so celebrated. He's Scope. not making a stink about it. He's getting in there when he wants to play, I believe. And Scope should never ever play again in a Tigers uniform. Yeah, I don't Buck eighty eight. He's not even good enough to make uh, the Bushlight Bowling Team. Right there, he's not even good enough you know to make what? that team. And I'm I'm not going to disagree with you. How, however, because I okay. just uh, watched my cousin Vinny this past weekend. They were. Great movie. Yeah, it is. So, Tree something, excuse me? Is that the wrong, is that the wrong movie? Yes, it is. That's it. But <laughs> something might click with him, and, and he might go on a, just go on a tear. You hope that happens. I don't know if it will. Well, no, it's not. It's not going to happen. I feel bad for some of these guys. Hey, it's, it's. Maton's hitting a buck 29. Kreidler one eleven and Nevin. I don't know if he's still up. He was tearing it up in Triple A Toledo. Well, that's, there's a big difference. You know, point zero six three. Big difference. I mean, you're between. cut from the Bushlight Bowling Team. That what the Tigers had. Yeah, it, look, look, those are the hitters for the Tigers. And the and the one thing that concerns me, and and I've talked about it previous about the one, but a, but a guy about he should have had more minor league at bats. Here here comes the thing. If he can't adjust this time, you know, you know now what do you do? Because you know he's on that threshold. The thing that keeps him afloat right now is that he's had some really, really good at bats with guys in scoring position, and he's had. I think he leads the team in RBIs, so uh, he's he's okay there. Because I would rather have RBIs than a good average, and he's got nine or ten leads a team. And how many games have they played so far? Um, I think he had ten, eleven RBIs in like seventy or eighty at bats. I mean, you really want fifteen to twenty? Seven and thirteen overall. So, so you really twenty. 20 so games. I mean, he's actually he's got ten RBIs in twenty games. It's not bad. Um, you want fifteen to twenty per hundred at bats. So he's kind of there, but um, so he's still afloat, and he's had some good at bats with runners in scoring position. It's just that. If this is as good as he's getting, he is, and he's celebrating, and he's at two twenty-two. You know, that's that's tough. And you're getting like Rodriguez pitching, like we said, as well as anybody outside of Otani uh, in Major League Baseball. And but uh, trades, you know, Rodriguez and Baez, they'll be takers. There will be trade deadline. But then when you do that, okay, if if these hitters don't dramatically improve. Well, what do you do if you're the Tigers franchise? Well, you you're going to trade away your two two biggest names, uh, you know, because Miguel will be done. So we'll say two biggest. And that's thirty mil they got. Right, to they're the cut salary, but I, I don't think it's salary right now for the Tigers. It's about finding a way to win again. It is, and that's why I mean that's why we're going to have to suffer through it. You got at least kids got these kids got. How long learn. is the suffrage going to continue? Well, we hope we have a good summer and it's warm and we play a lot of golf. <laughs> and you come back after playing golf, you can watch oh, the Tigers the way, at night. Johnny, uh, you know what? Uh, May 11th, uh, we're going to celebrate Military Appreciation Month at American Dunes Golf Club in Grand Haven on the west side of the state. It is uh, the, home, awesome. the home of Folds of Honor. Uh, 8.30 a.m. We have a tea time, Superfly and I, and you can bring a guest and join us for what you do coming in. Awesome. That'd be great. All right. Thank you. So that, that, that's awesome. Look That'd at, be good. Look at May 11th. It's a Thursday, 8.30 a.m. We're going to play golf, have lunch, and then I'll do my show, talk to Dan Rooney, the founder of Folds of Honor that benefits the children of men and women injured and killed in combat. And they added 
uh, the children of men and women who are first responders, law enforcement, and firefighters. They added that last year, so that will be... Uh, thank you very much. Thursday. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's I'd love you. to be well, there. What down. a great okay. place. Yeah, I, I wanted to, We did it on air. We invited them. It was like a game show. <laughs> it was like, no, it will be, you can bring your son, you can bring a friend, everybody except you can't bring Dave Greco. So you can pick anybody else you can bring. Can't bring Greco. Greco's like my only friend right now, you know. Okay, well, that's a personal issue. I'm really not here to guide you through that and play Dr. Yeah. Bill <sighs> Okay. Yeah, I'll find somebody. All right, we've got another segment coming up with John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio. Talking Tigers and Major League Baseball. You want to join us? You can chime in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 Huge. Tigers MLB questions at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Did Vanderwall just walk out? Did he have to run to the bathroom and just slam the door while I'm doing this live on air? More with JV talking baseball next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The two biggest rule changes for 2023 are already having a major impact on the game. The pitch clock is doing exactly what everyone thought it would do, shortening games by almost half an hour. And the best part is, if you're at the ballpark, you don't even notice the clock. You just realize the game is moving at a good pace. The play is better. It's more interesting. The time Tigers and Guardians played a doubleheader in under four hours and 15 minutes. The quickest doubleheader in Major League Baseball since 1984. And the shift ban is also working as intended. Batting average on balls in play is up 10 points. Lefties are being rewarded more for their hard-hit balls to the pull side. And we're getting to see athletic shortstops and second basemen show off their skills more often. Two big changes, two big pluses for baseball. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore? St. Ives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives. And they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. 
And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back on the Huge Show across Michigan, the only show willing to tell it like it is. We're all about huge opinions. Big name guest, if you want to join in, Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain, text word HUGE to 21,000. Former Major Leaguer John Vanderwall in studio. Talking Tigers and MLB Trending headlines. Uh, former Tiger, uh, Max Scherzer, currently serving a 10-game suspension for the use of a banned grip-enhancing substance during his last start against the Dodgers. So the ump found that. He understands the rules are the rules. He's trying to say it's no big deal, that everybody's doing it with the rosin. You've been in the big leagues long before umpires. were. Now they check hands after every inning. Yeah, you see that. I, I didn't notice that until at the Red Sox game where the umpires are checking yeah. hands after every inning. Uh, how many guys do you think were cheating putting something on a ball when you were playing? 100%. 100% of the guys? Yeah, they're using rosin and, and suntan oil or suntan lotion. Really? That's probably what it was. So to get spin and movement on the ball, right? Just to get a grip. And actually, if it's that, I, I really didn't have a problem with it because I'd rather have them have grip of the baseball. And so me, what, me what creates the spin ball. then? It could be the grip substance, but a lot of them, they rub these balls up and they're still not. See, okay, so the big leagues, a ball gets used like twice, once, twice. And all they do is they rub them up. They got this secret sauce they get from Kentucky or somewhere. And the umpire like Kentucky it. Fried Chicken, the yeah, same they, sauce they use for extra crispy. There you go. Okay. So they got this sauce and they sit there before the game and they rub up all these baseballs. That's, that's what they do. So every baseball comes in as brand new. It could it could have been rubbed up two days ago, and it's slick. So a lot of these guys, what they were doing before was the the rosin and suntan lotion, and it would get a sticky substance. I don't have a problem with it. I never did. The, the, so the, what's the issue? Why why is baseball throwing guys out of games and banning like Scherzer for ten games? I don't know because because there's ding dongs around the league who think that this is a problem i most people never thought it was the only thing i thought was a problem when they had vaseline and stuff and they would they would hide that and you know who you are you'd hide that in your mouth and they'd go to their mouth and the ball would in their move. mouth yeah oh. oh yeah they'd hide vaseline in the mouth and then they lick their mouth off the mound and then they have a whole gob of vaseline and then all of a sudden the ball just i mean it just it goes everywhere now that's a problem but for a pitcher to be able to get a grip of the baseball, I don't care if you put more spin on it. I care less. If you I, if you got a good grip of the baseball, I don't have a problem with it. So I mean, he's gonna he got his ten game, but you know it's 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 a it's a sticky subject. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget John Vanderwall at the Holiday Inn Comedy well. Club, uh, 7 and 10, Taco Tuesday night. He'll make you laugh and enjoy the taco with cilantro. <laughs> uh, so Major League Baseball, this check in the hands, I never noticed it. You don't see it on TV because it happens when they go to a break and the guy's walking off in between innings. I saw it opening day in Detroit with our Michigan Sports Network winners. Uh, when did that start? Uh, 
I was here last year, the year before really? that. Well, see, some guys used to take like a, they'd have some kind of nail or they'd have something where to scuff the ball, right? Well, you, if you could scuff it, you could put a scuff in there. That thing will tail. It'll shoot. It'll move. I mean, that is that's a problem when you and that's what they're trying to get away from. I think is that you. So why not the come ball. up with more secret sauce that the players could use on the ball? Have like know. a secret sauce guy, like a true ball boy. Well, we Girl, well, whatever. and they did, and there was an old guy that used to do it with Pittsburgh. He that was what he did. He he secret sauce the balls, but uh, okay. Well, he used to work. I don't want to know how he lost his job. Uh, <laughs> well, I can tell you a quick story on that one. One day he was really tired. And this was in Pittsburgh, and Jilly goes, hey, man, you're looking really tired. He goes, gosh, yeah, I've had a long day. He goes, hey, let me get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, back in the day, we used to, our coffee was loaded with things, and then the guy, you know, Loaded came with back. things like what? Well, just stuff, stimulants that helped okay, you. Okay, well, okay, good. Yeah. So, anyway, the guy didn't sleep so for three days. drink coffee to... Yeah, he, he like came. And the to, old guy did sleep, sleep yeah, for three days. Did you guys well, kill him? Well, he came there the next day and he goes, I still haven't slept yet. <laughs> did, did, did you guys kill him? No, we didn't. No, 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 he slept. The sauce ball guy? He, he, he slept better after that. But okay, that was okay. that's one of those well, stories that was. forever. <laughs> no, he was still there. For, he was okay. still there for years no, after that. Speaking of Pittsburgh, uh, before I let you go, you told me uh, before the hour started. And I said, hey, what do struggling teams do that you've been with to get out of slumps when a team's not playing well? Uh, what do they do? And you told me a story about your days with the Pirates and Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, I was, I've been on a few teams like this Tiger team. However, we could hit. Um, they're not hitting now. Anyway, we're on a massive roll against them. We're losing, you know, six to seven, five in a row. We roll into Minnesota and we are we're we're in tough shape. I mean, we're getting we're scoring runs and we're losing every night. Well, f- first night in Minnesota, got a lead, lose it late. We get to the hotel and we walk in. We're gonna have a beer at the bar and there's this big bear there. He's got a Minnesota head, like on. a stuffed bear. Yeah, he's big. He's like six foot tall. This he's a big bear. Second night we roll in, same thing. I mean, we scored. I think we scored eight runs and still got beat. And at that point, it's it's Sunday. We got a one thirty game on, and I just I went to bed and I'm tired of it. All of a sudden, I look at the clock. It's like two thirty in the morning. I'm going, who's knocking on my door two thirty in the morning? I answer the door. It's two of my fellow teammates. I will not say who they are. They wouldn't care anyway. But they had they got the bear. They unhooked the bear from the bar. And I'm like, what are you doing? You go, well, there's we had to we had to cut in the elevator and we had to get off the floor because we think security was on us. We got to have the bear. We're putting the bear in here for now. I'm like, oh, in your room, in my room. So I said, we'll be in the morning to get us. All right. So they were. It's like 9 a.m. We got we're all dressed, got our luggage. You know, they take our luggage and here's the bear. So we put a sheet over the bear to get him out of the elevator out of the hotel well then we got to get to the cab so now we've got three guys and a bear with a sheet over them that we put in the trunk now this look this is looking kind of bad on a Sunday morning you know? <laughs> so off to the metrodome we go and there's one entrance and exit in there in the metrodome so here we go we're carrying this bear into the clubhouse finally get him into the clubhouse and this guy's got this idea he's going we're gonna dress the bear up in a pirate's uniform 
and he's going to be on the bench rooting us on, and we're going to we're, he's going to take us to victory. <laughs> we're all laughing and going, okay, got to try something. So we dressed the bear up. He's got a hat. He's got a uni on. Well, now we got to take him down to the dugout and at, at the old Metrodome. You got to go down about 50, 50 stairs to get to the dugout because the clubhouse is on the top shelf. So anyway, we get him down there. And we start scoring runs, and we're winning. We ended up, we did win the game, by the way. We did win that Sunday. We're scoring runs. We're high-fiving. Everyone's pumped up. Well, our traveling secretary gets a call from the hotel, and they say, um, first thing is we're missing our bear. (laughs) And... uh, we see our bear in your dugout with the uniform on. <laughs> so now he goes, all we want is our bear back. Well, you know, we don't want to give the bear up because we're scoring runs. And anyway, our traveling secretary had to go down 50 flights of stairs, take the uniform off the bear, and then take the, take the bear back to the hotel room. But we did win that day. That's awesome. So maybe the Tiger... So that's one of those stories that is just funny. That the yeah, the rally had. monkey. Yeah. yeah, the rally monkey was big and uh, helped them and... Yeah. But we got we got caught red-handed because we were on TV and, they, and the bar saw their bear while, the twi- while we're playing the Twins. <laughs> That's awesome. So. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio. Another great hour, my friend. Good luck to Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central Ranger Baseball. We'll talk soon, okay? You got it, brother. All right, John Vanderwall. Check it in, as always, taking us inside the Tigers and Major League Baseball. I love his stories because he's been there, and he's one of the greatest pinch hitters that Major League Baseball has ever seen out of Hudsonville, Michigan, played at Western and calls the Grand Rapids area home like he has all of his life. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Bill Simonson with my good friend Greg Harris back inside the leadership locker room. Greg's new book is out called Sage Advice. Now, we've all had good decisions and bad decisions in our lives, Greg, and you address this in Sage Advice. Some of the stories are very fun, and some of the stories are a little embarrassing. But I think I could probably admit, and maybe other leaders too, when we get advice, what do we do with it? I could probably write a book on good decisions I made from advice I received. I could write a trilogy on mistakes I made not heeding that advice. So the sage advice is heed the advice and don't always step out on your own. Uh, you can read sage advice and get the book that was penned by Greg Harris at MaximizeLeadership.com or call toll-free 1-888-308-1600. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their Summer Games Hockey Tournament. Use coupon code HUGESHOW for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey. Got any plans for Mental Health Action Day? You do now. Join us online on Thursday, May 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. for In Tune, a free live stream event featuring performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to find out how you can log in and join the celebration for free. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day. Take action. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org and join the celebration. 
Get ready to swing for a good cause at Vandal Institute. Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Vandal Institute. Register at VAI.org. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Spend the money with and win up to $100,000 cash. Every Saturday in April from 5 to 11 p.m. One winner each hour will spin for the win and take home up to a hundred grand. Whirl in for one hundred thousand dollar money wheel only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment on this Moneyline Monday. Special thanks to Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. A reminder, check out the $6.99 burger basket for lunch at Steakhouse Burger and Fries, $6.99, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. at all Brands Steakhouse and Grills. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com, $6.99. Think about that. Huge Steakhouse Burger with fries, $6.99, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. for an early lunch or late lunch at all brands, steakhouse, and grills. For the one close to you, go to brands.com. That is brands.com. You can order up for pickup or delivery also at brands.com. Big. Bad. Huge. 